Hey everybody, I'm Mike Yeager, and I want to thank you for checking us out. Welcome to Vessel. We're so excited to get things rolling here in Meadows Place. It has been a blast so far. If you're in the Meadows or nearby in Southwest Houston or Fort Bend County, Stafford, we would love to meet you. Or if you know anyone in the area searching for a Christian community that is Jesus-centered, justice-minded, and a safe and inclusive place for all people. We are gathering regularly through the fall during this initial planting season and invite you to join us on this shared journey of healing and hope. Here's the message from this weekend, and we pray it is a blessing to you. And so I was actually long delayed in my, my preparations for, for this week, well out of my normal rhythm. I was fighting some, some illness late last weekend and in, into Monday, Tuesday. It was absolutely eating my lunch, which ironically I could not eat. And perhaps, like some of you, I'm not the best patient because I'm not the most patient patient, right? But, but come on, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Like, I, I don't want to heal. I just want to feel better. I just want to feel normal. Do you hear the difference? I want to skip the healing, the interminable waiting, and, and the bodily and mental distress, and the, the exhaustion, and the lack of control, and the reliance on others. I, I just want to feel better so I can get back to doing what I have to do, or, or really more likely get, get back to doing what I prefer to be doing, what I want to do. And so many of our difficulties stem from that, that same internal war, the inability to bear that lack of control, to bear inconvenience, let alone any real hardship or suffering. And, and each of you in your own way, I believe, knows a bit about what I'm talking about. That, that we try to, to medicate or numb those feelings away in, in the, the hope that they'll magically disappear via substances or screens or spending or, or gossip. Maybe we avoid those feelings with busyness, distraction, or, or simply choosing to, to put our heads in the, in the sand and, and be in denial. Or, or maybe we rage against those feelings, whether we're raging internally in shame or raging outward toward others, other, other people, other people groups with blame and judgment and maybe even hatred. And, and all, we, all we do, we do all of that. We do all of that because the place we really want to be is there. That place where I feel better. The place where we and those whom we love are, are safe and healthy. And that place where we experience genuine love and belonging and purpose. And, and the place where scarcity and fear have been eliminated. And we want to be there because sometimes it's really hard to be here. And I, I don't know what's going on in your heart, in your home, in your family, in your, your life, but you do. And God does. And I know that there are concerns and hardships and regrets and griefs and grievances, the list goes on, that are not invited to Christmas because they are not welcome, because they kill the, the carefully curated holiday mood. But that's not the Christmas story. God isn't waiting in some far-off secret place, the destination mysteriously marked with a big bold X on a treasure map. God isn't waiting for you to come find him there. The Christmas story is that God came right down into the midst of the mess 
to forge intimate connection with his beloved just as God draws near to us once more right here. So the story we read in the Gospel of Luke, it goes on like this. It says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And we sang the song. We, we often hear that there was, was no room at the inn, like a hotel with a big shining neon no vacancy sign, right? But the word in the original Greek is actually kataluma, which is far more likely. Remember that this is Joseph's ancestral home. He knows people here. He has family here. It's an indicator that, that because of this massive census that was happening, that the guest rooms that would normally be very available to them, that the, the, they would be very well cared for, were unavailable. And what was left was, in essence, a kind of mudroom, you know, inside the property, and at least somewhat covered from, somewhat sheltered from the elements. And this is where, this is the place where the few animals owned by a household would have them kept indoors at nighttime to protect them from the elements, to protect them from theft. And it was there amid the, the dirt and the grime and the substance and smell of animal and all of the stuff of birth. And if you've given birth or witnessed a birth, you know we're talking about a lot of stuff. Literally in a lowly place, as there would have been a few stairs quite likely into the living quarters above. And that is where Jesus was born. Not into a sparkling palace and not into a, a, the bloodline of an earthly regal power, but to an unwed teenage mother and a blue-collar stepfather in a town of no consequence, in the literal dust, the same humus from which the voice of God breathed Adam into life. And oh, by the way, in a place that, 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 that the ruling power, immediately upon having heard about his birth, wanted him dead. And this is not an accident. And so the shepherds that have followed that star on high have made their way to see this infant. And the story goes on. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as it had been told to them. So the words which leap out to me are Mary's response, treasured. The word is suntereo, to preserve a memory from perishing or being lost, and pondered, sumbalo, meaning thoughts literally colliding, perhaps even violently. I have to remember everything about this moment because otherwise it will fade as though it were all a dream or a hallucination. I have to sit in the magnitude of this. And we don't do that part well. When I was finally out of bed this week, I, I spent the better part of you know, these past few days running errands, like, like most of you have likely. And, and I briefly walked into Hobby Lobby. This was Wednesday. 
and at least half of the Christmas section was dismantled. December 20th, on to the next thing, the next holiday, the next deadline, the next opportunity for commerce. Christmas is over. Friends, hear me clearly. Christmas is not over. And not only is Christmas not over, but we are at risk of doing this story a grave disservice by confining it to a series of seasonal rituals and aesthetic flourishes that will just box up in a week's time. Will you treasure and ponder these words? If you were to truly receive this, this gift of Emmanuel, God with us, God with you, not as some vague, elusive hope, but as a genuine proximity and a guiding light, what might that change in you? What resentments, what fears might be released? What dreams and passions might be lived into with greater courage and abandon? What blessings to which we have held tightly might be shared for the good of others? Because that place, that place I talked about before, that place where we and those whom we love are healthy and safe, and that place where we experience genuine love and belonging and purpose, and that place where scarcity and fear have been eliminated, is the place where God is. And the place where God is, is right here. And that doesn't mean a world or a life free from pain and doubt and conflicts and poverty and justice. It means that those things are not the end of the story. They are the beginning of a story of love and rescue, which is ongoing. It's the story of a God who makes all things new. And we get older and we tend to only see the creeping darkness. And so our invitation today is to, to reclaim, to reclaim the kind of wonder and awe which allows us to see the light, which John's gospel reminds us is the life of Christ, the light of all people shining in the darkness, which the darkness cannot overcome. G.K. Chesterton, a, a wonderful spiritual philosopher, puts it this way, that, that anyone whose childhood has known a real Christmas, has ever afterward an association in his or her mind between two ideas the most of mankind must regard as remote from each other, the idea of a baby and the idea of unknown strength that sustains the stars. His or her instincts and imagination can still connect them. And so with that in mind, I say that we take a moment and look to those among us in whom that instinct and that imagination continues to shine the most brightly. I want to invite the kids forward to join me here. And we're going to share in a special story. If y'all want to come up, come up or if you're young and hard, either way, I'm going to get some stuff out of the way here.